Welcome to Lane Foundation's podcast. It is just Davis and I today coming at you live. It's been a little bit since we've done this, so hopefully we're not too rusty. New today, subject matter matter experts, right? SME. Yeah, exactly. Today we are going to talk a little bit about, right, Davis and I have both had some life transitions recently. Mine, as Davis pointed out to me today, was about nine months ago, which is crazy, <laughs> or eight months, however long it was. Crazy how time flies that fast. But I moved right to a new state started a new job and a new company so that's one right and davis also moved to a new state back to alabama and then started a new job with the same company and so it's it kind of is an art and also it takes a lot to like start a new project right and to learn a new team and to get plugged in again, even in a new state, in a new city, right? So for those either coming out of college or maybe you've never started a new job before besides the one that you're on, uh, you don't remember what it's like, or you are jumped ship to a new company, you're learning all kinds of new names, right? We right. kind of just want to talk about a little bit of what is that like? What are some tips? What are some things that we've done that we've been successful? Things that maybe we didn't do that we wish we did or things that we learned from, Right. And so just to start off with, you know, jumping into a new job, you just got hired, you just switched, right? You first day, you're stepping on it, brand new, you've never seen the plans before. What do you do, right? So we're going to jump to Mr. Hambrick and see kind of what is his process of going through it, of learning the job, meeting the people, and then trying to start to build that knowledge base so that you can be one, successful in the job, but also useful and helpful to those around you. I just, I don't know why this popped into my head. So I'm going to, I'm going to go out to left field and we're going to make our way and land the plane at home plate later, but here we're going to, we're going to start sure. with this. You know what I think would be super imperative, especially being young in our industry, right? Cause that's our audience is that time of when you're leaving the other job and then coming to the new one, write down some of the things that you learned, right? Mm. I need to start doing that anyway, because I don't want to forget the stuff that I went through on this old job. And it's, it's going to be hard to, to do that anyway. But I just think about all the variables. I'm always thinking about stuff. And now I see this new project team and it's just a completely different, right? Size, our client, amount of team, dollar amount, right? Like everything's different. Like there's not one thing that I know that's the same. And so for a young person, I would say before we even answer Walker's question, spend time before you go to the next job, write down some of the things that you learned that were that were big and then try to apply that. How do you hone that in and work on that stuff to make it even better? Right. So for example, if you sucked at concrete and you didn't do well with checking your rebar shop drawings and making sure the embeds in the right locations and because you've never done it before, that's okay. Write that stuff down and figure out, you know, this is something I really need to focus on. I'm going to go find someone that's good at this and I'm going to do better at on this job. So that's one, two, how to familiar familiarize yourself with the job man hopefully you get an opportunity like i did where i'm kind of getting the opportunity to come in slow right so some people you know like superintendents i know they probably don't have a lot of time whenever they get shipped a job job it's i need you here right and so they don't have yeah. time but they also have more knowledge right but i've had the time to just slowly show up one week, literally not do a, a thing except look at drawings, right? Like I went and talked to people. I went and shook people's hands, but I think actually two weeks, my job site on the bigger job site 
was not doing anything. It just couldn't. Our crews were doing something else. So I took that advantage, sat down with the superintendent literally every afternoon, went through the plans, talked about problems, and I've learned a lot from him that he tries to constantly, all at all times, he's already built the building four or five times in his head. So I'm trying to start trying to picture these things and how things come together. Mm-hmm. So one I hope you get an opportunity to have time to land and go over the plans, right? Because it's imperative if you don't know how to read the plans or know what's going on in the building, you can't familiarize yourself or build it. And then two, we'll we'll go into this on number two point, right? The second point. But I would say internally, especially within your own team, figure out who's good, not, not who's good and bad, but Figure out who those relationships are. Figure out what drives them. Figure out, you know, if I've never met Walker before, he's my PM and I'm the superintendent, I'm going to do everything I can to figure out him, right? Go figure out what he's good at, what he's bad at. Figure out some of the challenges he's had because the more you know on the front end and are willing to get to know Walker, I just think it's going to help you more as you grow, as you continue the project. So I'll use use this example, right? I'm fortunate that one of the PMs on this job now was the first PM I had on the very first job, right? So I already have a history with him, right? We're in these meetings that he can just look at me and smile because we both go back to those first jobs and he talks about some instances that we went through that were tough, right? And he just looks at me and like, understands, you know, this is not going to happen to us again because we've had this happen, right? But if I didn't know him and we didn't go through that previous history, you know, would I still go spend time with him wanting to know what's going on with kids, you know, maybe some of the hard things he went through on other job sites. So that's a really vague answer, but I would one focus on the plans, the drawings, submittals, you know, do all those things. Hopefully you have time to do that. And then two, really get to know your team internally of mm-hmm. who's going to be able to help you out and who can you help out as well. So what do you think, Walker? How would you answer that? No, I think all your points were very valid and then exactly what I would have said. You know, when I first got to my project, again, a, a little different, right? Because completely new people. I've never met any of them in my life, but it's pretty much similar to you. You you were the same way except for your PM, right? And so being the new guy, I think it's if your team doesn't do it for you, you need to do it. But ask for a sit down with the depends on what side you're on right with the superintendents or with the project engineers or pms you name it in my case it was all the project engineers and the pms and i said you know let's sit down i want to learn walk me through it and, and they kind of started that off they said here's all our different trades you know here's who has what here is all the different scopes within that sort of thing and it's very very overwhelming at first and it will be that way for a while. It was probably a month or two months until I really just started understanding. I like I knew they got that. I knew they got yeah, got that right. I knew who had kind of everything somewhat. And it took a little bit longer to start developing more and more. But one big thing would be, yeah, sit down, look at plans every day. That's huge. Is you know, especially what David said, you you got to. It's a big building. In a lot of cases, there's a lot going on. You could look at plans every single day and catch something different every single day. And you start looking at the model or you start looking at submittals and kind of seeing how things tie into it. Another thing I'd recommend is just ask as many questions as possible because you get to play the new guy card for a while, right? And people are going to be okay with it. If you go a year down and you ask a question like, 
hey, who has the electrical, right? You probably should know that. But when you're first in there, hey, who who do who does this again? What is their name? What's this scope? How to and just start asking as many questions as you possibly can and use that new guy card for a while. And then another thing, right? The last thing for me would be to try to talk to all the subs on there, all the trades on there every day or as much as you can. Me and the, my plumber talk pretty much every day after stretch and flex. We say, hey, you know, how are you? How's your night? You've had like, how's your week going? What do you got today? Do you need anything? You know, what's going on with your guys, et cetera. So I get to learn a little bit. One personally, how is he doing? I get to learn a little bit more about him. I get to learn what's going on on the job. And if there's any big problems that I need to help them get through or solve or accomplish that help the helps the project move forward. Mm -hmm. And so if you just kind of do that every day and you slowly start to learn it and slowly start to develop it, then you're going to be successful. Hmm. What would you recommend for someone who is brand new 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 green green right out of college new job new state new city and new project team what would i recommend as far as yeah what's so from my my points are coming at it as i kind of knew a little bit about construction mm -hmm. i kind of knew a little bit about the scope of work and everything right mm -hmm. brand new guy coming into it what's the best way for him to plug in because he doesn't know anything doesn't know how to you know kind of talk to the people there probably doesn't know how to interact very well and probably doesn't even know about the safety aspect of a project and how to walk around on it yeah mm -hmm. i don't know i guess it depends on the role right like i'm always looking for someone to speak into my life so my superintendent right that that's where i want to go so hopefully you'll figure out within the first few days or first few weeks is this person someone that I believe will actually help me and benefit me, right? Um, I think that's super important. So if you're, I came in as an AFM, right? For other companies, a field engineer, whatever whatever your company calls it, I want to figure out how to be a superintendent. So I'm going to find the superintendent that will teach me and that fits my personality that like actually helps me, coaches me well. For someone in the PM, they'll come in as an APM. I would ask you the same thing. But for someone that's green, coming out of college, you know, there's different variables to this, I think, but I was super aware of I'm I'm the new guy. I'm in a town called New Orleans, Louisiana. I don't fit in here at all. All these different people with different backgrounds and walks mm. of life. Like literally, you think New York's a melting pot, so is New Orleans, man. It's just it's different people. Like you'll have a bunch of Cajun people, but you also have people from the south, from the north, like everywhere. And I think that just goes to show you the diversity there. But anyway. What I would do is I would take one foreman out to lunch a week, right? Or it may not even be you taking out to lunch, but let's go out to lunch. Like mm -hmm. he might buy his own lunch. But if you have the opportunity, go take him out to lunch, buy his lunch or her, whoever it may be, and just figure them out. Because anybody will do anything for food. Like Great. we talked about that with Jesse, you know, free food helps. And so in those lunches, don't just talk about work. Yes, it's important, right? but also get to know them and who they are and how they tick. Because I promise you, I mean, I've seen it within, I don't know, maybe I've been here a month now, the camaraderie we have now as our internal team and like inviting some of the trade partners to actually show up early. Um, hey, y'all want some breakfast? Man, it's like people are all, yeah. all out on the deck wanting to come talk to me and James now because we cook breakfast for people. Right? That's awesome. 
And so something as simple as food, like, again, that helps. But also I think, you know, for someone that's green, you know, Walker talks about this a lot. He just mentioned it before. Ask questions, ask questions. It doesn't matter if it's a dumb question, ask it. Like we have an intern named Axel now. He's from University of Alabama. Won't hold that against him. But great dude, super smart. And he just asks questions because he wants to learn, right? And people know when you're green. But if you ask questions and you're trying to learn, even if it's a dumb question, they don't care. You don't even have to say, hey, this is a dumb question. Just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Teach me. Show me. Like, I want to understand what you're talking about. I have not met a person in construction goes, no, I'm just not going (laughs) to help you, right? So people want to teach you. um, You just have to have the the humility to go, I don't know. Can you show me how to do this? So I want to ask you, you kind of asked me that for the green part, but talk about spending time understanding the relationships from your Mm -hmm. side. Because in my opinion, I know I meet all different walks of life. I know you do too, but from the PM side, I feel like there's a lot more negotiation involved, right? And there's a, I think, just in my opinion, you got to learn how to be firm and fair, right? I know superintendent does. I know field guys do it, but for the majority of the time, I'm not the one having to understand how I walk this line. So talk from a PM standpoint or an APM or however you want to call it, how important it, it, are relationships to you and what do you kind of do to understand the people around you? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Relationships in construction in general are the utmost importance. I think relationships are very important as a PM, especially because you're dealing with a lot of personalities. You're dealing with something that is very close to people's heart, which is money. In this case, no one wants to lose it. No one wants to pay a lot unnecessarily. And so when you're building relationships with people, you have to remember that you have to keep that in mind. There's a lot of general contractors that are not the best and they will stick it to their trades and they will not approve change orders and they'll make them pick up things that they missed. And and there's a lot of different things that can go on. Good general contractors will work with their trades and it's a lot better relationship but at the end of the day they want to work with them on another project and they're willing to bid this project right and you start developing that that relationship you and i have worked for a company that is no longer in existence because they did not have a very solid what's the word character right they didn't pay their trades and they did not work well with people and they suffered because of it right so if you're going to go that route and you're not going to develop these relationships well and right then ultimately it might not be today it might not be tomorrow but ultimately one day you'll pay the cost for that and so for me i choose to have a relationship with with every trade i possibly can both of my pms the senior pm and my and the pm are really good at that the senior pm knows everyone in this town right he's worked with them for 15 years they respect him he respects them And there's a lot of give and take on each end, right? Sometimes we lose on it. Sometimes they lose it on it. But at the end of the day, we try to make everything right. Right. And it's, it's, it's people first and then right project profit second. It's trying to make sure that everyone is successful in it. But at the end of the day, by doing that, the project's going to be successful. And so it's kind of a long way of answering. I don't really have one specific answer, but relationships are huge because that is how you're going to finish the project. If someone doesn't like you and they don't want to deal with you, I've had, I I won't say who it is, right? But I've had guys on my job site tell me, oh, I hated working with him. When he would call me, I just wouldn't answer, right? 
or like, oh, that PM was the worst. I, I would just turn my phone off and I would avoid them on the job site. And if you're that PM, it's going to be really hard to finish a project or to get anything done when your own trades are avoiding you because they hate dealing with you. That's not the way you want to be, right? Biblically speaking, try to leave, live at peace with everyone, right? That's the goal. Uh, and so relationally, don't be a jerk. Make things right. Do what you say you're going to do. And just be a person. Talk to them. Hmm. Build a relationship. Ask them how their weekend went. Ask them how their day went. When you're on the phone, don't just get right to business. Say, hey, how's your week going so far, Right. You you got any weekend plans? You going to do anything fun? And then jump into business. It takes just two extra seconds to just ask a simple question that might make all the difference. And it might have a different outcome for you at the end of that call or end of that conversation or end of the day, right? Right. Do you remember, I don't know, Walker, if you heard this, it was actually at Western Carolina. Miss Jennifer Lacey talked about how there's two jobs, I think in the Charlotte area for Robbins and Morton, and basically, the superintendents on the separate jobs both have the same trade partner, you know, different mm. crews, but it was the same to still PM, right? On one job site, the dude was getting riddled with change orders, like left and right from this trade partner. On the other job site, they weren't getting a lick, and they were still having some of the same issues. Wow. And so these superintendents, which I think is really cool, if you're in the area of Charlotte, they do this thing where they actually have lunches like once a month or every two weeks and they all just go out to cool. just superintendent. So they just get to talk about life, talk about what's going on at work. And so apparently one of the superintendents brought up, man, what's going on with such and such sub because I'm on our, they're, they're killing us. He goes, well, we haven't had any of these problems. And so Miss Jennifer brought up the point of, well, how are you treating them? Right. You just mm. mentioned it. The one sub or trade partner that's getting ridiculed, getting beaten over the head about everything because of how that superintendent approached them was getting just backlash with change orders and TNM tickets. And just at every oh, turn where yeah. they said it wasn't in the contract, they just said, yeah, I'm not picking this up. I don't have to. Right. Yeah. Well, on the other job site, because the guy treated him well, because he took care of his guys, because he took care of the trade partners guys, he didn't have a change order, no cost. And so I'm not saying that because I'm trying to tell people just, be nice to people and, you know, only be nice so you don't have a change order. But I I do truly think that it goes back from the heart, right? So, you know, I, I always pray the verse above, above all else, protect my heart, Lord, because everything flows from it, right? Because I truly believe if, if I care about Walker, again, using the example, if we work together, if I care about Walker enough, not only is it going to come back to me, but I'm just going to have a better working relationship with him, right? Yeah. And so, if I treat a, a trade partner, whether it's the PM, the superintendent, or his guys or gals that are working in the field like crap, they're not going to want to come back and work for me. And just like you said, Walker, you're a senior project manager, right? He's been in that town for 15 years. At 15 years, people would know if he's a good or bad person, and they respect him. So guess what? That shows you in of itself that whoever this senior project sure. manager is, he's a good leader because I know plenty of people that – They've been in towns and like they don't want to go work for that superintendent. There's the people in our, within our own company that talk about it from our own standpoint of like, yes, I will never be a superintendent under that superintendent because he is just a jerk, right? And so again, yeah. I, I I challenge your heart because I think back to when Jesse talked to me about stuff. He was like, well, you have to think about it from a higher leadership 
org chart, right? So we all report to them. And from their standpoint, they're not managing the day-to-day task. You hope that they've done that at some point, but these leaders are really looking at numbers and cost and what's associated mm-hmm. with that. And so if your leader at the highest point is so worried about a cost on a job site that he's telling whoever's under him that they need to have that cost cut or this needs to be fixed or you need to do a better job, right? That's just going to get trickled down all the way to the last person. And where does that end up? At the trades. So I know I'm kind of getting all over the place here, but I think, again, like Walker said, most of the times if you're willing to treat people the right way, the PM from the trade partner and the GC, sometimes they end up having two different instances, right? And they may not have gotten paid for the first one, but they might call the second one a wash and it just cancels out, right? I've helped you. You've helped me. Let's just wash our hands of it, right? It's not worth doing the extra change order. And people, yeah. like every single day, that's what happens. So anyway. Yeah, it's all about relationships. I, I had one more point to that because you your story spurred my memory. I was literally yesterday or two days ago, you would know who it is. I'm not going to say it on the on the podcast, but we're a couple of us were were talking and they were saying, oh, they're talking about this certain superintendent for a different company. And basically the premise was, yeah, whenever subs bid for this project or for this company and they know that this specific superintendent is going to be there, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call him Bill. They give him, they give that project the bill price, right? Because he's so difficult to work with. No one wants to be on that project with them, right? They still want to have it. the project because everyone work. needs to make money in, in the work and get their guys out there, right? But they just don't want to have that project. So they they jump the price because they know that it's going to be super difficult in the long run to deal with this specific superintendent. right? And it's the exact same thing, right? In the long run, if you're going to be that person, you might end up costing your company more money. Right, right. I agree. What was our third point? And then our third point, going back to just being young and maybe out of the green stage, but you still don't have all the experience, don't be afraid to admit what you're doing, right? So I can think back to how this has just paid dividends in my career. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I see people in meetings. Like I'm on a huge job site now, right? Don't know if I'm allowed to talk about the contract guys. I'm not going to, but it's huge. It's massive, right? We have over 30 to 40 people full-time, just not trade-related, just at the office. It's huge. Okay. There's people that say, I don't know. Help me, teach me, show me. Every single day, no one goes, no, you're stupid. Like, like, (laughs) I don't know. We just think like you're going to get made fun of like we're in middle school still. Like these are grown men and women that say, "Mm, I don't really understand that. Can Can you explain that to me? Hey, I've never done this before. Show me how that works. If the general superintendent or senior superintendent or whoever's in there that has experience, they literally light up and have a passion. Like they want to teach you. So don't be afraid to admit what you're doing. Now, if it's, I don't know about every single thing under the sun, maybe you need to look internally or you may not be in the right field. Because if you say, I don't know to everything, you're not doing enough research on on what your, whatever trade or scope or whatever it may be, right? You got to do your own research. Like, Walker's talked about this before. He's been in meetings and he didn't know something or an abbreviation right after that meeting. He'd go Google it. Okay. He t- it took him five seconds. He figured that out. If he couldn't, he would then go to Johnny Green and Johnny would answer it for you. Right. So yeah. find the person, one that you can go to and ask, ask quote unquote dumb questions. But to me, 
it's just a pride thing, right? Be get over being afraid to admit you don't know what you do because everybody. I think again back to what Walker you talked about before, right? There was an executive that told you at your last company that was like, "Man, people just act like we know what we're doing." I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an executive, right? I'm like executive <laughs> vice president of this company, so yeah. don't be afraid to just admit it, right? Yeah, and I agree, right? And Davis had he brought up a really good point. There is ask we talk about asking questions, ask, 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 right? right. But like he mentioned. You also want to be somewhat competent and you don't want to ask a question if if you can easily and readily find that answer. Yeah. Right. There's been times where I've gone up to my project manager and I started asking a question. I said, never mind. I can go look for that myself. I don't want to waste your time on that. Right. I think there is a balance of. I don't know. Versus. I don't know. Let me go look for it and try to find it first. Mm. And then if I can't, like you mentioned, then I'm going to go and talk to someone about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that means exhausting your options too. <laughs> or if there's a, it goes with problem solving as well. But if, uh, if you need to talk to a trade or you need to ask a, a different roundabout question, you need to Google it, you need to go into the plans and you still can't figure it out. Obviously, go ask your superintendent, go ask someone else, go try to get the question right. I had, a, I was, I'm listening to a, a audiobook, a guy named Nick Bear, really cool dude, seems like short book, but he was basically saying, you know, he's entrepreneur, he does bear performance nutrition. And he was saying, there's so much stuff out there in terms of not like knowledge based stuff, audiobooks, podcasts, books, Google, right? He's like, I never wanted to waste someone's time by asking him a question that I couldn't go and figure out myself first. If I had to read a book about it, if I had to listen to a podcast, if I had to do whatever, um, could because that's just wasting their time. And if not at the end of the day, right, if I figured all this stuff out and I still don't know, then I'd ask them or that enables me to open up. Like I've just learned all this information. Now I can ask questions that I didn't even think to ask or I didn't even know that were a question right before I did all this research. And I think the same can apply to construction. Go look in the plans. Go figure things out. If you're new, 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 that's a lot harder. You don't even know what to look at, right? But as you develop your careers, you get on these new job sites, you kind of have a little background like, oh, I need to go look at this plan and then this drawing and then this to figure out this, right? Yeah. And do that first and then go ask the question. So as you grow and as you mature, there is a balance of what types of questions you ask, but you should never stop asking questions because there's always something that you don't know and that you're not going to be able to figure out yourself. Right. You know, I think the, the, the caveat to that again is to like, at least for me before for my own personality. So people have background, I would be so afraid to ask a question because I would, one, I think I would make myself look dumb for asking the question, mm -hmm. but then two, I would sit for hours looking at something that could yeah. easily be answered by. Yeah, don't do that. If, like, yeah, like yeah. that's what I'm saying. I would do right. Yeah. So for me, yeah. I, I'm saying caveat: go ask because it, right. it's not that big of a deal. But I like what Walker said because I mean, use the example of hey, I've never, I've never installed a precast panel outside the building right i have never done that i'm getting a great learning opportunity on this project now and there's 
curtain wall and there's glazing yeah. and there's metal panels. I've never done any of it, right? But we're going to figure it out. We're going to learn. So guess what? I'm going to figure out for my superintendent, from the superintendent that's on the other job site, the trade partners. I'm going to go ask them questions to figure it out and just figure out how they're going to do it, the sequence, what's the right way to do it, what should I be looking for, how can I help them, right? Mm -hmm. I ask them those questions because they go, okay, yes, yeah. this guy has never done this before, but guess what? He's wanting to learn. He's going to help me out. He's not coming out here to go like, hmm, this isn't, you know, I don't know, just pull out some quality control thing that just drives everybody <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah. Like they know I'm going to help. So anyway, um, don't be That's afraid exactly to admit what you to admit what you know and don't know. Again, I, I Walker does a lot better job at this, but I I learned on my last job. Don't just be like, oh, I don't know, and you can go look something up. Like we had a project directory right on Procore that had everybody's phone number on the job site. And I would still go ask Caleb, like, hey, what who's this what's this guy? What's his name? Like, what where can I get his phone number? He'd be like, Go look on Procore. I'm like, got it. Sorry, forgot. <laughs> So sometimes it's easier to just do that way. Right. But yeah. there, there is a balance and yeah. guys, like David said, no one's going to judge you. If you don't know something, go talk to your trades, go talk to every, if you're a plumber, go talk to the electrician. Right. If you're an electrician, go talk to the plumber, learn something new, right? right. People want to talk about, we've said this a lot. People want to talk about things that they know about, right? If you ask us a question about, construction and you don't know anything about construction we're gonna talk your head off we'll tell you how you want to know yeah you know, if you know if you ask someone something about something that they are good at or that they really care about they're gonna happily want to talk to you about it and explain about it i ask my plumber something new every day sometimes it might sound stupid right you know what does this pipe do but he answers it and they talk about it or when our stud guys get on it hey how do you make sure this wall's in the right spot right tell me about your robotic layout that's cool how i asked the uh bim guy the you know a couple of weeks ago hey how like how do you lay out all these sleeves in the floor and he took me through a five minute explanation of how the touch screen on the little robotic layout thing works i still couldn't do it but i know a little bit more than i did right that's cool no yeah. questions some questions are dumb questions most questions aren't dumb questions though and if you just go out there and ask them People are going to want to talk to you about it. Yeah. I, I also, you know, I'm from the camp that there are no dumb questions because to me and how I've learned it, I'm willing to make other people think that I'm dumb so I can help them. Yeah. Right. And people don't get that. Like they don't understand. Like that's just what I would like. Amelissa taught me that. Like you don't have to be the expert at everything. They don't have to know that you know it or you don't. But true. if you're willing to go ask questions and people can tell if you're interested, right? Like, I don't need to go ask my carpenter how to build a form or how to lay out anchor bolts or how to pour concrete. I know how to do it, but Hey, there might be something I can learn one, but two, I want to make them feel a little bit better. Right. You never know what people are going through. So that's just my, my empathy in me. Right. Like I, I try to help other people, but sometimes, you know, play your audience. Right. Davis, like don't go up to your general superintendent and be like, how do I cut a tube before me? Or like, how do I use a tape measure? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, exactly. Just, just understand the dynamic and people get that, but I, I'm learning. Right. I'm not, don't, don't be like, don't be a dummy. Right. So, no. Yeah. You said it well, man. Well, guys, we hope this was helpful. We just want to do something just from our recent experience of things that we've done. So, as always, reach out to us if you have questions, if you need help with something, if you just want to know a little bit more about construction, we're always willing to help. We got a lot of mental health resources. We do try to do one a month, but we got some, some cool stuff coming out.